I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. My name is Sean Tatro, and with my girlfriend and co-host, Leah Diana, today we're going to be winding back the reel to 1990 when a species of South American killer spider hitches a lift to the U.S. in a coffin and starts to breed and kill in arachnophobia. Let's get into it. From Hollywood Pictures and Amblin Entertainment, when Dr. Ross Jennings and his family decide to move to the country... Oh, Ross, smell that air. They thought they'd found the perfect little town. How are you finding life here? But instead... It's all rotten down there. I'll call the exterminator. They're getting more... Would anybody object if I tore this floor uh, I would. False alarm, then leave on. ...than anyone's bargained for. I think we've got a big problem here in Canada. Now, experts are moving in... Rock and roll! ...and neighbors are moving out. There may be some spiders around here that are very dangerous. This is way out of my league. He believes he came across one of the offending spiders a couple hours ago. Actually, it's probably still in the bottom of my shoe. It's <laughs> a roller coaster ride you'll never forget. Arachnophobia, the most fun you'll have being scared. Hello. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want to come out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. Oh. Scream the angel of death. I'll kill you. (laughs) Hello, Leah. Hello, Sean. I take it you did not enjoy today's film. What gives that away? The fact that for the entirety of the movie, I was hitting you with pillows and screaming, dear God, fucking why? I mean, I honestly thought you were going to have a little more fun with this one. I Um, hate spiders. Guys, do you see how far away the mic is from me? I'm going to be yelling, so I'm going to save your ears. It's still picking me up, so it's fine. But I hated this movie. Did I'm, I peek? I'm going to make peek. a That's just fine. small adjustment here, just in case you go off. Go a little too loud. Oh, well, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely did not expect the reaction that I got out of you with this one. I thought you'd have a little more fun with it. I didn't think you were this afraid of spiders. I avoided this movie my entire life. I don't hate spiders. I'm okay with spiders. Like, spiders are cool. When they're in the house, I try not to kill them. I try to relocate them back outside. 
But if it is a big boy, if it is a bitey boy, mm -mm, no, 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 sir. My pet get out of my house. <laughs> As you say, sorry, little dude, you're not paying rent. Get out. All right, all right. Well, today we took a look at 1990s arachnophobia. Um, it is definitely a film that if you are horrifically afraid of spiders, I would probably try to avoid. Don't watch it. Uh, this movie was directed by Frank Marshall. Um, it stars Jeff Daniels, Julian Sands, Harley Jane Kozak, and John Goodman. John Goodman. <laughs> However, it features so many other actors that you would have you would know from a thousand other things. Yeah. I didn't know anybody's names, but I was like, oh, I know her. I know him. It's a bunch of that guys and that girls. Yep. I know that dude. Um, I actually believe I took note of them, or at least of a couple of them. Mm. Um, one second here. So, yeah, some of the other people I recognize, I didn't know their names right off the bat, but was uh, Roy Broxnith, um, Peter Jason, Mark L. Tyler, uh, Taylor, Stuart Pankin, Kathy Kinney. Um, like, a lot of these people, like, let me just equate names to faces real quick here. But, let's see. So, Stuart Pankin, for example, he, he plays kind of the dick sheriff in this movie, uh, Parsons. Yeah. Who, he's, he's in a thousand movies, and he always plays this kind of asshole character. Yeah. He's like pompous for no reason because he's a short he's fat the man the like, douchebag who thinks he has power but he actually really doesn't have shit um mark taylor he was the guy at the beginning of this movie who has the fever he's like the first yeah. one to get killed um but thousands of roles small parts like this he's played throughout the years and mm. i always recognize his face um peter jason was the uh in this he was the gym coach Okay. Um, generally, he usually plays like these stuck-up like politicians and stuff was in movies. Was he in How I Met Your Mother? Was he the uh, dad? No, he looks a lot like that. He, look, guy, he does look like um, Colby Smothers, Robin's dad. He looks a lot like Robin's yeah. dad. but it's not him. Okay. Um, Roy Brocksmith. Uh, I would I know personally from uh, Total Recall. He, he's infamous in that movie. He plays, like, the guy who comes to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character and tries to convince him that he's in a, in a dream world. Mm. And it, his, his role in that is, like, known throughout the sci-fi community as, like, infamous. His wife in this movie is uh, Kathy Kinney. Um I forget what I know her best from. It was some TV show. I want to say it was like the Drew Carey show, maybe. She played like the... wasn't Mimi, was it? Mimi, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because she didn't have the makeup that Mimi wore. Mimi was like infamous for just like, oh, is this a makeup palette? Hello. It's funny because she's in this movie, but like that was the height of her career. And it's at the around the same time. Uh... Mary Carver, I 
I recognized from a thousand movies, always playing this. That was Margaret, right? Yeah, this yeah, older woman. Yeah, I kind of recognized her. I was like, oh, she's like the sweet old lady down the lane. Um, In a lot of ways, I think, like, in the 90s, this would have been, like, kind of an ensemble piece. Yeah. Smaller in scale, but definitely an ensemble piece. It's definitely this cast is overshadowed by the spider. <laughs> this, uh... This movie, this is one I remember fondly from growing up. Mostly because it skeeved me out. I'm sorry, something skeeved you out? That's shocking. Yes, and I think there's a lot of reasons why it skeeved me out. Um, I can think of eight reasons. Are they the legs? <laughs> uh, this movie, for me, like I've always felt... Like, it felt very real in a lot of ways. Like, not just because of the situation. Like, everybody's afraid of spiders in some form or fashion. Mm. Like, I'm not deathly afraid of them, but I don't want them on me. Mm. I don't really want them in my house. No, but you're okay with getting a tarantula. I don't know if I'd ever actually do that. It's something that's cool in my head. They're but... cool. They move very slow, and I like that. But the fact that after watching this, no spiders. No spiders, <laughs> no spiders, none. Um, This movie, like, the the climax, which we'll get to, is, what, is the thing that always stands out the most to me. Because it's like being in that situation surrounded by, like, fucking hundreds of spiders is terrifying. I'm in my happy place right now and I'm trying to ignore this entire <laughs> conversation. Because I can just, like, the hair on your leg and, like, your arm, like, everything's twitching right now and I feel like I'm covered in spiders. Um, so this movie uh, was made on a budget of $22 million. Well, they had to go to South America, so makes sense. And turned in a box office of $53.2 million. So it was a commercial success. Commercial success. Um, I think it found its an even bigger success on home video. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I remember, I didn't see this in the theaters at the time. Who um, would want to see this in theaters? I would love to see this in theaters. That big boy general spider would have been this big. Oh, yeah. No. I would love that. No, you're seeing that alone, sweetheart. Oh, come on. By yourself. Uh. Now, Frank Marshall, as I said, directed this movie. He's That's a name I recognize, but I'm not super familiar with his filmography. Is he related to the other Marshalls? Penny and... What is the brother's name? Oh, this was his directing debut. Okay. Um... Before this, he had done nothing else, but he went on to direct Eight Below in 2006. Don't know what that is. Uh, it was a movie starring Paul Walker, I think, and Sled Dogs. I've never seen anything with Paul Walker. And the before that, he did the Michael Crichton novel, Congo. That's why that first set is so fucking familiar. They reused that set. They probably set. reused it. For sure. Because one of my exact lines was, why does this look like Congo? Because it basically is. Um, this movie surprised me in, like, little ways. I will say that. How so? We'll get to it, but I fucking freaked out at one part. 
I freaked out at one part because I have a personal connection with one of the parts of this movie. Ah, yes. Okay. I'm I'm actually very excited for you to talk about that I a know. little bit. It's going to be weird. Um, so how do you want to get into this, this discussion? Oh, God. All right. So usually I start us off by talking about this, but... About a whole page of me of me talking about this is no why fuck this movie I hate this movie dear God why did you make me watch this so you're gonna have to do step by step for this one and I'll just kind of interject okay. I was okay for the first page and then you lost me <laughs> well so this movie opens with gorgeous aerial cinematography of South America mm. um, we just get this sprawling beautiful landscape with at I believe it's sunrise. Yeah. Um, we're seeing the helicopter fly through mist, and it's it's just beautiful. Did you catch that the executive producer on this is Steven Spielberg? And I did. I I also saw Kathleen Kennedy's name. Yes, in it Kathleen too. Kennedy was involved in this one. Uh, yeah, and then she went on to take over Disney. We're not happy with we're, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna, gonna. We're gonna wait until we get two points with that woman. I don't hate her, but I'm just, I'm disappointed. But anyways. To be fair, Kathleen Kennedy has had a very long and illustrious career throughout Hollywood. She was involved in many things. This included uh, Back to the Future. She she was involved in a lot. Sure, when she was younger, she made really good judgment calls. Now, not so much. No. <laughs> so what I thought, after I saw Steven Spielberg as an executive producer on this movie... Then I saw the sprawling shots and everything, and I'm thinking, do you think he saw the beginning of this movie and went, these shots would look beautiful for Is Lanuba and Is Lasorna for Jurassic Park? Was this before yes, Jurassic Park? Yes, Jurassic Park didn't come out until 1993. This is Possible. 1990. So I'm like, Congo, Jurassic Park. Look at all these directors going, ooh, I'm going to take this, and I'll take this, and I'll take this. Glad you left the spiders out of it, though, kids, because holy <laughs> fuck. That's all I have to say. Um, so the opening sequence of this movie, it introduces us to our main protagonist as well as the scientist character that we're going to become more familiar with later on. Mm. Um, but something I noticed was that this movie takes its time to like really draw out that opening. It is so slow in the beginning, but, but I'm okay I, I like that. it. It presents like, here's what happened. Here's detailing how this happened. Here's detailing how, like, one, I love how it, it, it paces itself in the beginning, but once you get to the point where, like, the spider is now in California and, like, all that, you're like, why is this so slow? But in the <laughs> beginning, it was fine because you wanted to know, like, how in the fuck does this fucking Venezuelan spider get to this fucking small town in California? Well, that's the thing. The idea is so kind of unique. That. Unique, but not that far off from what could happen. Right. If you're not careful, if you don't check things properly, you could bring back an animal, a fruit, a bug, something that you're not supposed to bring here, and it could cause chaos to the ecosystem in America. Exactly. And, like, I think the taking the time in the beginning to really show you step-by-step step how this fucking spider got here... Mm. Um, is important to this story. But they made the spider really fucking smart, which is terribly disturbing. Yes. Like, oh, 
Oh, I'm gonna pick the weakest link out of the group. Oh no, you're dead. See, oh, now I'm going to hitch a ride. Like what? See, but that's an element that uh, I think is important to the just narrative aspect. It's like a predator prey thing. Like a predator would do this. Yeah, you need to you need to make the villain of the story just a little bit smarter than you it should be. Yeah, but giving a spider brains? No. <laughs> Well, they did. They gave sharks brains in Deep Blue Sea. Never seen it. I've also it's never in the seen wheelhouse. Jaws. So I think it's in the wheelhouse. Is Deep Blue Sea in the wheelhouse? I don't know. Let's see. I kind of want to cover that if it is. Is the movie Deep? What year is the movie Deep Blue Sea made? 1999. Yes. God, I hate open waters. I love the ocean. I love Lovecraft. <laughs> I love mysteriousness. Me, open water. This is all about phobias today, and I really hate it. <laughs> yes, and arachnophobia, not the movie, the actual phobia, is yeah. a very, very common one. It very is. Like, I don't have arachnophobia. I just don't like spiders. I Same. don't like something this small could fucking kill you. Yeah, and because well, it's so common, that's definitely a good reason that it should have been a movie, and I'm glad they did yeah. it. And to be fair, we live in an area of the country where we have brown recluses and we have black widows, but they don't present themselves very often. No. Like, the the worst thing we can get in a house is a centipede. Well, we can get wolf spiders. Those are pretty but painful. <laughs> they're painful, but it's not going to kill you. Like, a wolf spider hurts. I've been bit many times because I used to go camping and I used to do all that shit. But I'm more afraid of deer ticks than I am of spiders around here. Deer ticks are no fucking joke around here. Because right. we live very close to Lyme, Connecticut. <laughs> Not going to get into that one. But anyways. Um, so throughout the early moments of this movie, we're introduced to the spider. Slowly. They don't ever really... They don't reveal it right yeah, away. They don't fully reveal it. They play a lot with shadows, silhouettes, and like other methods to obscure it. Like I love that they... They show it moving beneath cloth, and, like, it's always obscured in some way. The only time we get a good shot of it in the opening is, like, the dead one. Or what you thought was a dead one. Yeah. And it's, like, all curled up, so you can't see any details. You know what the most painful thing about this whole movie was? When I was looking up, like, actors and stuff and kind of Googling, like, a certain fact, I saw that... They used over 200 real spiders. And any of them that appeared dead were actual dead from natural causes. They That big boy spider, he was called Big Bob. Yes. He was an actual bird-eating tarantula. Yes. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> the cast must have had arachnophobia after this movie. That means all those little spiders crawling around were real. It. It's funny you actually bring all this up because... Uh, there have been interviews with the actors obviously since mm -hmm. and uh, Jeff Daniels claims that he was fine with all the small spiders yep I saw um, that he acknowledges that anyone in their right mind would have issues with spiders as big as Big Bob yep but um, John Goodman wasn't phased at all by any of them he was like I don't have a problem that's why he was perfect <laughs> in his role he was just yeah. like like what um, and they approached this movie with the safety of the spiders as like absolutely paramount. They uh, they went so far as to 
during the scene where John Goodman's like has like the standoff with the spider. Yeah. Uh, he sprays he sprays the spider. It's not real insecticide, obviously. Um, and they even put a gave him a dummy shoe to where when he steps on the spider, the whole bottom of the shoe is cut out so he doesn't actually step on it. The oh spider just God. curls up inside and then that's it. They use a fake spider for the the crunched one. But coming from somebody who anytime like we've we already had an issue last night where we caught a new friend and had to release the new friend. We get a lot <laughs> of um friends in this apartment. I.e. mice, squirrels. Once we found a bat, a null job. Um, but we always make a point to catch and re- like catch and release or catch and bring it to a wildlife. So it's it feels nice that the safety of the animals or insects that were involved were pr- paramount. Like that's a big deal to me. Like I don't like spiders; they're creepy. But I'm not gonna go out on my way and kill a spider. No. I even tell you, catch and release, catch them and release them. Like because spiders are extremely important to an ecosystem. We have bad mosquitoes. They'll eat those motherfuckers. Like, they'll eat all the bad bugs. So I'm totally game with spiders, but... So creepy. So, so <laughs> creepy. Ugh. Um, oh my god. The way that they catch or try to... They set up the traps and the way they catch all the bugs to study them in Venezuela was interesting, but I hated the fact that he said, oh no, they're all dead. I hated that a scientist's point was to kill these. Yes. However, at that time, early 90s, I understand that you're going into uncharted territory. You're just trying to figure out what is there. So they essentially do it to just one tree. Yeah. They spray down a tree with this chemical, this insecticide of, of some kind. And... All these insects fall out and... Oh, look at all the butterflies. Yes, but... broke my heart. You're trying to make discoveries. You're trying to find dangerous and, like, identify dangerous insects. They did a piss-poor job in this movie. Oh, they do a terrible fucking job in this movie. That dude was a dick. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Um, Did you have something to say? (laughs) So... The spider hitches a ride in a casket and he kills he kills the guy who has a fever he's very sick um but he sees him as the weakest link out of everybody what do predators do they pick off the weak they he saw him as weak he was definitely like okay i can definitely take care of you yeah that's why i thought it was very important to the, for them to emphasize oh i was stuck here for a while i've had a i've had a fever which leads to not my favorite line but one of my favorite lines be sick on your own time <laughs> that was pretty like dick but um he goes to lay down after the whole thing and the spider just fucking hack <laughs> right on his stomach while he's trying to sleep and he's sick spider's smart spider is very smart that was another thing that right from the jump this movie made very clear and I loved that they did it uh was that how quickly and how deadly this spider is. The minute it bit him, it was two or three seconds and yeah, he was dead. And, oh, instantly convulsing. Like, the dead. minute you're like, oh wow, that hurt you were gone. Didn't yeah. didn't matter. But it was kind of like emphasized the severity of what this poor little town's gonna go through, which it's like, oh God. 
So it hitches a ride back to, what was the town's name? Kanaima. Kanaima, California. Small little town. And when it gets there, it goes to the coroner's office, obviously. And what does the spider do? The spider escapes. Of course. The spider escapes through a doggy door. You see a dog and a cat run out of the door, and the spider escapes through the door. Then a raven picks it up, flies with it through the air, gets bit, dies, and it lands at Jeff Daniels' brand new property, which he just moved here. So, that's a good point. Uh, this what? movie, made in the early 90s, it comes with 90s cheesiness, um, which... Exactly as you said, like, I love how the spider arrives at the exact moment they pull up to their new house for the first time. It, um, it's something that you just kind of have to overlook with early 90s movies. They did a lot of this, like, perfect timing bullshit. But you also have to take into account that this is a dark comedy. Yeah. And something that really... I made note of here on this one, but I've noticed for a long time is that in the early 90s, at least, maybe the 90s in general, there was a lot of emphasis on mild dark comedy. Yeah. Where they, like, this movie, you could look at this and say, this isn't a comedy, but... Oh, no. All the comedies downplayed. Yes. And they let the horror and thriller aspects kind of run the show but the comedy is there in dialogue it's there throughout oh my god it was just threaded beautifully threaded throughout it oh it's perfect so now the spider's there so they're moving into their new house and the moving company that's moving them I notice on one of the hats and the boxes is Paul Arp and Van Lines Paul Arp and Van Lines was established in Rhode Island. I and my mother have worked for Paul Arp and Van Lines for years. And I believe, I'm not sure. I tried to fact check it. I'm not sure. The first dude, I didn't recognize the first dude. The second dude, I believe, is one of the owners, David Arpin. Seriously. Or, seriously. Because I looked at it and went, I think that's David. But I laughed because I worked for Arp and Van Lines since I was 14 years old. My mother started working for them in in 1994. So when I saw that hat, I went, well, I, I know them. I worked there <laughs> for years. I fucking lost it. I'm like, I know those boxes. I know that. It's now called Arpin Van Lines. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure that it's not an operating main van line anymore. I believe because of just... Um, a lot of truckers. There's not a lot of truckers out there that want to move people. Like the whole industry's kind of not collapsed, but it's gone down over the last like maybe ten years. So seeing this when they were at the peak of like their like they were a huge company in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Seeing this, this was a big deal. Like this to me was like, wow, that's how huge this company that I worked for was at one point. Like while I was working there, we celebrated a hundred years. Of being in operation. Jesus Christ. They started in the early 1900s. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% sure, they were an ice delivery company. So they would take that big blocks of ice and they deliver them to people. Yeah. And then it slowly became a moving company. And from there, that's just how it always has been. I'm not sure. I worked for them for a long time. I used to know a lot of facts. 
I don't know a lot of facts anymore. So if anybody knows what I'm talking about, sure, fact check me in the comments. But I really think the only people that can fact check me is like people that work there for years. You got incredibly excited because when you that's cool. Like <laughs> this little company from Rhode Island. Well, not really little. They were huge back in the '90s. Enormous. That I worked for for like well over almost a decade and a half. Like that was pretty spiffy. <laughs> But unfortunately, they're not around as much anymore. Like, they dropped the poll. They're just arping because one of the kids took over. It was David and Peter. But, yeah. No, that's my nerd facts for today. <laughs> I was really excited. And then we jumped to, oh, here's the house. We're moving in. Oh, we, we decided to trade in our big city lives for, you know, small town life. Which I think is a cool element to this movie is like you're you're essentially taking characters that are already out of their element and thrusting them even deeper out of their element brand new just getting involved the the dad i believe his name is ross Ross, played by jeff daniels is supposed to be taking over the town doctor's position but he decides oh i don't want to retire so fuck you basically like this almost I would say 90% of this town is just a bunch of arrogant assholes. Well, you also have to take into account it's an isolated small town. Yeah. So they're they're a bunch of people who are set in their ways, like somebody new from the big city who they, they're going to assume... Arrogant assholes. Yeah, think they're better. And, and it's a cool uh, juxtaposition. Yeah. Which I actually have to side derail myself a little bit. This movie has so much juxtaposition in it throughout the entire thing. Sweetie, what's the definition of juxtaposition for me? So juxtaposition is essentially... (laughs) Juxtaposition is definitely... Is essentially... um, When you have two things that are, like, contrasting each other. Okay, alright. So, like, for example, um, most people in a small town think that people from the big city... Are arrogant oh, dicks. Oh, they're dicks, yeah. But in this um, circumstance, the small town people are the arrogant dicks. So it, it's like a it's a contrast of what you would actually expect from uh, stereotypes, yeah. essentially. But throughout this entire movie, there's so much of this. Like, uh, I wrote down a couple of examples here. As Ross is introduced to the town... Uh, during the during this little party that oh, Margaret, Margaret throws, throws them, a party for them, yeah. We see that the spiders are making their way out into the world. Yes. So it's like these two the two sides of the coin, the the antagonist and the protagonist are both being introduced to the to the town at the same time. <laughs> There's uh, a good juxtaposition between the uh, the fact that the spiders come from this deep Venezuelan isolated part of the jungle yeah and they're the whole movie is set in this small American town like it's two vastly different worlds smashing together yes like Um, the spiders were in an isolated town where like they only knew what they knew but then you go to a small American town where they only know what they knew so it was like the town and the spiders were running like this and then you have Jeff I almost said Jeff Goldblum. 
Wrong nope. one. Jeff Daniels <laughs> and like the Margaret character like going neck and neck until they converge. Exactly. And uh, the last example I put down here is that is the uh, it's perfectly beautiful and comical that it's the first night in the new town and the spiders and Ross and his wife both decide to what consummate. What was with that? What was with that? That cute little, they take this little spider that they found in a box and brought it out to the barn. And, you know, okay, here you go. Live in the barn. No problem. You know. And Ross says, well, it's bad luck not to have sex in the in the new house in the first night. You know, and it's Ross and his wife starting to kiss. You know, they're going to, you know, do the, you know, whatever. And then you cut to the spiders doing the tippity-tappy thing. And you're like, are the spiders going to fuck too? It's the comedy. It's comedy elements. Like, that's, that's perfect. That's, that's a little stretching it. But, but it's it was funny. Like, I'm sitting there. I went, ah, spider sex. Wait, what's happening? Spider sex? <laughs> um, And that's actually something that uh, Frank Marshall aimed for with this movie. Like, his whole goal was for this film to be like a Hitchcock movie. Specifically, The Birds. Yeah. Um, but he added that people like to be scared, but laughing. It's kind of like a roller coaster. I want to have um, a talk with this man. No one wants to be terrified. So, like, his whole idea was that, like, yeah, you're going to be scared because it's fucking spiders. But he wove enough comedy throughout so you'd still get breaks of laughter. I politely tell you to fuck off <laughs> sir now now keep an open mind so we yes. get to we now have the spider sex we're introduced to Margaret. he goes to well, actually jeff daniel's character goes to the town doctor and the doctor's like i don't want to retire i'm gonna stay here and it's like he was like the whole point of me moving here and talking to you five four months ago was for you to retire and me to take over now i'm not doing it because he's afraid of the big city doctor. Like, you can see it. Like, there's already, like, this wicked push. Yes. So then you introduce to Margaret, who tells the town sheriff, who is giving him a ticket, basically to go fuck himself. Like, stop, go fuck yourself. Which is hilarious. And she's like, oh, I want to be your patient. Which leads to one of my, one of my favorite, like, things that Jeff Daniels said with, like, that Jeff Daniels, like, dumb and dumber face. His wife goes, oh, how's your new patient? Tragically healthy. <laughs> it was very, like, only I feel like he can deliver a line like that. Like, tragically healthy. I mean, Jeff Daniels, one of my favorite movies that he ever did, and you're going to be shocked, is Gettysburg, where he played, excuse me, the nerd hat's going on, Lieutenant Joshua Chamberlain of... It was a Maine, but I don't remember the number of what he, what the, the regiment in Maine was. And he was responsible for the hook pattern, like, defense on Little Round Top in Gettysburg. He portrayed this character. Yeah, you're giving me the eyes. Holy yeah, shit. Yes. <laughs> I love, I don't love the Civil War, but the information based on the Civil War, I was obsessed with it as, as a kid. I love Gettysburg. I love gods and generals. One of my favorite movie growing up, minus all of the racism, which we'll get to that movie, is Gone with the Wind. Like, I like the the stories and I like the history behind that time period. 
I don't like the bad stuff. And we'll get into that eventually because I know for a fact that Gone with the Wind is one of those movies people's like, you can't watch that anymore. But it's like, yes, but I can still appreciate good cinema. It was, it was one of the first huge hits in movie cinema. We'll leave it there. But Jeff Daniels' character, Jeff, Dan- oh, Jeff Daniels' character in that movie was heartbreaking. And he played alongside Thomas C. Howell, who yeah. was his second in command. Which, and then you get to, I saw Gettysburg first. And then you get to Dumb and Dumber. See, but that the just, range of this man is great. That showcases his range so well. Like, So when I see him in this and I go, your next fucking breakout movie is with Anna Paquin with Geese. I think it's Come Home or Going Home. Fly Away Home. Fly Away Home. I never remember the name of that. I loved Jeff Daniels. I had such a crush on him for that movie. So watching him in this, I'm like, Jeff Daniels, Spider. Dude, Jeff Daniels. He's an amazing he actor. Is, I'd go as far as to say he's one of my favorite actors. I would say top 10. He top 10 male. Absolutely crushes yeah. any role you put him in, uh, whether it be uh, heartfelt drama like Fly Away Home, uh, dark comedy like this, or straight comedy like uh, Dumb and Dumber. Comedy like Dumb and Dumber. Heartbreaking. The Newsroom. That first opening scene of the newsroom he destroys that fucking role throughout all three seasons of that show and i fucking love him for it you've shown me a little bit but the first time i was introduced was when my friend joe went watch this and the question is why do you think america is the greatest country in the world and he fucking annihilates that whole room he's playing a character but he has this seriousness about him that i'm like is this for real? Like, I thought it was a real news clip until I was like, this is a fucking show. I fucking love Jeff Daniels. He such passion delivery. And whether he believes that line or doesn't, whether, you know, he was just like, I'm just acting a part or I'm speaking this from my heart. That man is such a good actor. Oh, such a good actor. And holy shit. I, I could him. gush about Jeff Daniels forever. <laughs> Forever, but I will say, after all the serious stuff I watched, watching Dumb and Dumber, I went, "Aww, I don't like this as much," because <laughs> he's such a good actor that I'm like acting like a doofus. See, but like, that's the—I th- love that he can switch off the seriousness and go to yeah. complete lunacy. Well, I didn't appreciate it until like now that I'm in my 30s. Like when I was younger, I was just like. Fly Away Home was such a good movie. Why did you do this? This is so stupid for your career. But I didn't understand. Now that I'm older, I'm like, your range is fucking beautiful. You're an amazing person. Never change. I'll Keanu Reeves him. No, you're beautiful. <laughs> like, <laughs> he and Keanu Reeves are like, they're floating up here somewhere. <laughs> we got to get back to the yes. movie. Um, I got to save that. I got to save that. That's probably my favorite scene. Um, <laughs> so then we cut to, we're back to, um, the wife, Ross's wife discovers that there's a giant spider web in the barn. Um, so Ross's wife in this movie, I, I just want to sidetrack slightly to talk briefly about her. Yes. Um, she, I recognized her, but I don't know her. This, uh, the actress's name is Harley Jane Kozak. Um, she's been so many things, like many other people in this movie. Uh, most notably, I can try and 
bring up a couple things here. Uh, most people would know her from Parenthood. She's in When Harry Met Sally. She plays Helen. Uh, on that movie, never seen it. She, let's see, God, the Red Queen. Um, she plays so many fucking parts. Stargate SG One. She was in for a while. Uh. She's in a Titanic miniseries. She's a very popular actress from the 90s. Yes. In researching this movie, I saw what she looks like now. She used to be so beautiful. What happened? No. She looks like a fucking train wreck. <laughs> no. Her her main so. picture on IMDb is like, ooh, what happened? I mean, people get older, sweetie. I know, but damn... Uh, age hit her hard. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't look... She doesn't look that bad. She doesn't look great, and I'm not making fun of you by any means if well, you, you happen to be have watching to realize, or like, listening how, to this, but... Was, she's 64. I mean... Yeah. Age wax... Age comes up on you pretty hard. But like, I feel I'm like, starting to notice. I feel like everyone else in this movie aged pretty gracefully. I saw a picture of Jeff Daniels, what he looks like now. He looks like, um... Indiana Jones Last Crusade after the dude drinks out of the wrong cup and he's starting to like melt he looks like that I don't think he looks bad he doesn't look bad but he's starting to have that like I'm aging yeah but it's like the same as John Goodman like you look at no John Goodman looks amazing what because he lost all the weight he looks the same (laughs) by the way John Goodman in this movie is fucking amazing I love him I love him in everything he does he kicks ass in this. <laughs> Do you know who he reminds me of? Like that the act the character he's like portraying a little is the excuse me, I believe you have my stapler. He like oh my God. reminds me a little <laughs> bit about that, but I know that that movie came later. Yeah. So I'm like, and Dwight from the office. Like that very weird kind of like, like zany. Yes. Yeah. Like that's what he reminds me of, but I feel like that's what he was going for. Yes. And I'm I'm laughing because I know John Goodman from Roseanne from the Connors. I know he was in the Cloverfield, the second Ten one. Cloverfield Ten Lane. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Never seen it, but I want to. I want really to good. He's, you know, fucking big Lebowski man. Oh yeah. Oh god. But like he has that I expect him to blow up and start screaming at any moment in any movie he does which i oh my god we could gush about most of this cast we We can and we probably will (laughs) um Um, did you know that this was the first film released under disney hollywood pictures you know i'm looking at this going why does this why does this thing remind me of disney there's like oh no She's fucking up the set now. I am. I'm fucking everything up. Well, um, that's probably why Kathleen Kennedy was involved yes. with this. Yes. Disney Hollywood Pictures was created by the studio system to release more adult-oriented content. And I think this is a good fit, personally. I'm going to go out of frame for a minute. There's my button. <sighs> um, this definitely fits under that label. Uh, I, I, de- I hate this. I absolutely hate what? this. I didn't know the spiders in the middle of the moon. I've never seen this up I close. I love that cover. Oh my god. That co- the one you're holding cuz yes. the VHS doesn't have that. No, it doesn't. Like you can see the difference. But at the same time, I love that VHS art because it shows doesn't show you the spider. It doesn't. This one does. At all. God, this is early Blu-ray. It's just a blue disc. I know. 
but look at that. Like, it's literally just a picture of the town at night. It sh- doesn't show you any spiders. It is so cool. Oh, God. <clears throat> I have to say, I like this one with the spider just singularly in the moon, but yeah, there's something about original VHS art. It's very just... minimalist. Yeah. Um, we appreciate minimalism here. Where the hell were we? <laughs> so, we get to the part where the wife goes into the barn, and she's taking pictures of the barn. She's kind of, like, getting inspiration. You can tell she's an artist, but they said that she was a former stockbroker, too. So I wasn't sure, like, if she was a dedicated stockbroker or if she was an artist or anything. That's an interesting element that's in this movie. Mm. Um, the first victim is a photographer. Yep. And then you find out that Ross's wife, she was, like, a stockbroker. Some She worked in an office yep. setting. But she's taking this opportunity that of moving to a small town and starting a new life to focus on her passion of photography. Yes. I thought that was really interesting. Why is it interesting? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you connected a little bit with it. This movie was about spiders. No. Come on, buddy. No. Don't even. Don't buddy. Don't buddy me in this one. We're not even <laughs> at the point. I'm gonna back this up. Still, we're not even at the point where I'm really gonna start getting mad. Ah. Uh, so creeped out. Anyways. Where did we leave off? So she finally is like, Ross, come out to the barn. I want to show you the spider web. So as we're walking there, he talks about the incident. Yes. And they lay on Ross's fear of spiders Trauma. pretty heavily here. The incident was, and I, this is just cliff note. When he was two years old, he was traumatized by a spider. The spider crawled into his crib walked up his leg and was on his chest. He was paralyzed with fear. One, he's two years old. Oh, whatever. But my exact <laughs> notes are, why are you allowed, why Why was it big in the 90s to like push people into their trauma? Like, it's a big thing. A lot of movies were like, oh, you're afraid of this? This traumatized you? Well, no. it's, a, it's a good storytelling point. It's a good storytelling point, but you're also traumatizing the person. Well, yes, but the idea from that was also to try and confront your fear yes and i do agree with that method i think it works for a lot of things but maybe i'm just mad because i hated this movie so much i think you are just a little oh bit oh my angry. god oh um and then we see after he leaves the the place and everything we see the pulsating egg sack that the spider sex has do has, has developed created. has created yes, dear lord! It looks like an alien brain just sitting there. <laughs> oh god. Um, I think it's because uh, we're we're starting to get towards the like really getting into like them going into the the town. Yes, I think they do a really good job in this movie setting up that small town atmosphere. Yeah, they don't focus heavily on it. But you get it through the characters. You get it through You get it once little interactions. throws the party. So when you're throw- she's throwing the party, this is the next part we're at, is we're at her party and you see this lady who just keeps drinking. You see the the coach of the, the football team. And, These are my kids. And you're introduced to their, Ross's kid's friend, Bunny, who is the daughter of the coach and she's like this butch fucking oh she she wants to be a green beret and she's like teaching the kids how to fight 
which I was like, okay, you got your tough people. Then you've got Margaret, who's the sweet little old lady. Then you meet Metcalf, who's the doctor again, who like shafted Ross on the position. Yeah. When he's like, oh, you know, you're a good guy. Here's this so-and-so. Here's so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And the party goes really well. Everything does. Uh, one note I have is spider cup, spider cup does whatever a spider cup does because they drink put the cup down and then the spider just keeps walking off of the cup and i'm like spider cup i uh there's a lot of extra there's actually a lot you get from this party scene because mm. uh you also have the parents of the photographer that dies in the beginning and that's the lady who is drinking too much and then you get to the point where you're like oh why does this lady just keep drinking and then it comes like they wouldn't even let me see him blah, blah, blah. and you're like you can you're like they're like oh what's this about like they don't understand what it's about but then you slowly start to see where jeff daniels by later in the movie is putting the pieces together and yes. to understand what's going on i mean it helps that you have your the coroner uh who's kind of like laying out the story for you yeah. a little bit in that sequence but it paces the story very well it does. i will say this this movie is paced very well it gives enough character development it gives you... I wish there were a couple of characters who were a little more fleshed out. Like, Margaret, when she was like... This is getting ahead a little bit, but she picks up a picture frame. And she's like, I missed you. You would have loved to be there today. Is she talking about her husband? Is she talking about a kid? Like, I wish they would have fleshed a little bit of her yeah, story out more. I think you're meant to I assume it was her husband. I, yeah, but I, I, I liked her. And I was like, oh, why her? But it makes sense that... In order for him to gain the doctor death tag. Yeah. Which now the whole town at that point, a little later, this getting head is afraid of him. It was the reason why they had to establish Margaret as this nice woman. This, no, um, you're new here. Come on, let me be friends with you. I'll be your patient. I'll throw you a party. Let's change your image. It was perfect. But it was like, oh, Margaret, I liked her. Um, so after the party... We see everybody go off on their own, and we see Margaret in the house getting ready for bed. One of the spiders wanders in. Spider Cup wanders in. Spider Cup plays a very big role. Like, Spider Cup lasts almost all this whole movie, you know? Surprisingly, considering yeah. they do mention that the spiders have caught. short lifespans. Yeah, and he's in two cups. He's no. in a party cup. Yeah, he's in a party cup in the beginning, and then he gets fancy, and then he gets in a wine glass. Well... All right. Yeah, he goes from he goes from broke ass party cup to bougie party cup. Come on, party, party spider cup. But you get to the point where it's like, oh, okay. You know, he's already examined her. She's very healthy. He took her off medication that he doesn't believe she needs to be on. Medcalf is, you know, well, we get a little ahead of ourselves. So then, you know, she's in the home. Spite. We're watching her and the spider do this unknowing dance. And when she wants to turn off the light, spider gets her. And she's gone instantly. Unfortunately. But something bothered me about that. So when they find her, when Jeff Daniels' character Ross finds her the next day, she went click to the light. How did she end up behind the couch on her stomach? Oh, well, you, they don't show you exactly what happens, but you're meant to assume that she probably got bit. Started to feel the reaction because it takes a couple seconds when you yeah. seize and everything. But I don't think it would but, be click. Oh, like I no, I think just she she probably she probably the spider landed and the light goes out and it cuts away. So I think the spider bit her. She probably reacted to the bite, got up, started to feel the effects, and like maybe went for the phone, fell over. That's why mm -hmm. the phone was off the hook. The light 
That's true. Phil, okay. So you gotta kind of. I don't know. The fill dots the just didn't connect enough for me. It seemed like they were a little too. I think it was enough. Yeah. Personally, I pay attention to that shit. Like <clears throat> continuity is big to me. Yeah. Like, don't be like, oh, here I'm in this blue shirt sitting in this chair, and the next thing you see, he's in a red shirt halfway across the screen, and you're like, did nobody fucking check this? God, I beforehand? can't wait till we get to some really bad oh, shit. Oh my god, I'm gonna rip them <laughs> apart. Um. So then, unfortunately, Margaret dies, and they said, Metcalf says, oh, she died because you took her off her heart, her heart, her blood pressure medication. She died from a heart attack. This is all your fault. Now he's getting a reputation as being a bad doctor, big city doctor. And he's like, no, I want an autopsy, which in the 90s was a common practice when you weren't sure if someone died from what the examiner would be like, oh, okay, this is what she died from. No, I don't think so. Let's examine it further. She was a healthy person. And Metcalf is like, fuck you, not happening. You're a big city doctor. Go home. Nobody wants you. Like... It, it it sort of sees the town turn on this man. Yeah. And it's like, because you're not willing to open your mind to new medical practices and you want to keep things the way they were, you're just, you know, a body comes in mummified from South America and you're not going to ask questions? You're just be like, oh no, well, whatever, put it in the ground. They didn't even ask questions with, well, when he died. It's a small town. I mean... I know. Uh, Small town uh, mentality, but I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, it, Ted! Um, Your eyes went wide. Yeah, to to derail a little more, because we're just going to keep derailing this fucking train. (laughs) Um, I just learned that Jeff Daniels, uh, when he came on board to this movie, uh, it was a serious horror movie. Like when he signed on to this to play Jennings, yeah, uh, it was straightforward. Um, but I guess he did an interview at some point with Philadelphia's Daily News, mm. and he said that originally it was very formulaic. Uh, that you could tell that the the dialogue and everything was like just it felt like it was written by computer, like it was just very meh, rigid. Really, and. Uh, he got together with Frank Marshall and they kind of settled on that they wanted it to have a more ironic tone and that the because of that conversation the script went through a lot of revisions and they studied Hitchcock films and uh, they studied Jaws um, and okay. Th- that's what they the use. The prey versus predator thing, yeah. That's what they used to get the right tone. And one of the key changes that Daniels wanted for his character was that he would be afraid of spiders. Because that wasn't originally in there. No. And it, 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 I mean, the incident was laughable. But it solidified that this man is going to have a problem in this movie. Like, if this was a real straightforward horror movie... You wouldn't even have gotten me to watch this. No, I think Not. it's so good that it's com- that That's it's kind of comical. even like got a little bit of ironic satire to it. Like, oh, hey, look at this serious moment. And then, you know, Spider gets trapped under a cup. Oh, my son died. I didn't even get to see him. And you start feeling stuff. And all of a sudden you watch a spider walk away with a cup. Like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, I, I'd understand. So we get to, now they're in the house, and Jeff Daniels' character, Ross, is a wino. 
he wants a wine cellar so he's setting it up and he's checking all the beams and stuff and the beams are bad and he's shooting holes through the floor and he almost stabs his son and his wife with a nail gun yes what what made you think that was a good idea like, which part a, the, the, oh look they're just playing upstairs let's just nail gun it I just thought it was stupid this is where we're introduced to John Goodman's character well before we actually get John Goodman okay um so as he's shooting these things through the floor, he realizes that the wood's rotted. Yeah. Um, he runs upstairs. He's like, oh, my God, I could have killed you guys. And he's like, the whole basement's rotted. He's like, I'm surprised we haven't fallen through the floor. Dun, 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 dun. Foreshadowing. There's a lot. <laughs> there is so much foreshadowing. There's a lot. My favorite foreshadowing was when the scientist guy is twinging the web to get yeah. the spider that he brought back from Venezuela Venezuela to come get the dinner. Yes. And I'm like, I'm looking at that going, now why would a director show us that exact scene? Is it because dun 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 foreshadowing? Of course. A lot of 90s I movies. I hate 90s obvious foreshadowing. 90s it's like, oh God. Subtle. They were not subtle. They were. But. Um. I also just learned that, uh, in case you hadn't guessed, Kanaima's not a real place. No, it's Of not. course. I've never heard of Kanaima. But I did not know that Kanaima is the name of the avenging spirit of the Guyana Indians. Um, it's also the name of the area in Venezuela where the beginning of the movie was filmed. And is home, which is home to the world's tallest waterfall, Angel Falls. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It's a cool use of that name. Interesting. Fun facts, ladies and gentlemen. Have fun with him. Continue. Don't ever do that again. (laughs) So... We see him come in. He's like, oh, wow, would we have termites? He's like, no, it's bad wood. What do I do? Replace bad wood. Just John Goodman's character is just like, uh, well, this is obvious. Duh. Like the whole movie is like that. He's just like, what do you do? Um, you fucking fix it? What do you, what do you want me to tell you? Like, I, oh, he's so funny. So after that, we're introduced to John Goodman's character. He gets better later on. We see that the... Uh, football coach who is football coach's daughter is friends with his kids or the youngest daughter um he gives him i want to stop you because you're you're jumping a little bit over something what what did i jump over no 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 uh so that's where my notes right go to unless i skip something you said that we were we're introduced to john goodman after the yeah we're introduced to the rotted wood thing um John Goodman did a interview in GQ back when this movie was coming out um, and let slip that fil- during filming of one of the long shots of his character driving up in the exterminator truck. Yeah. Producer Steven Spielberg sat in the passenger side footwell just out of view of the camera. And uh, he quipped to John Goodman while shooting this shot only we will know that I was there 
<laughs> so Steven Spielberg is technically technically in this movie. But he's not in the shot. But no one knows that he's there. <laughs> I fucking love this. Dun 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 dun. Sorry. That right there tells me that they had fun making this movie. Yes, you could. There were lo- there were over two hundred live little spiders, and they protected all of their lives. What? Oh, <laughs> I hate this movie, but I'm so happy. Oh, hang on. Oh no! Another fun fact about Spielberg here: one of Spielberg's dude. <laughs> one of Spielberg's conditions for agreeing to executive produce the film was that the role of Delbert the Exterminator be played by John Goodman. Uh, he directed Goodman in the movie Always from 1989, um, which released seven months before this one, essentially. Uh, Frank Marshall, who he was the director, also Frank Marshall produced Always. Uh, they just swapped and worked with Goodman on that film and immediately approved. That's pretty cool. So that John Goodman cool. wouldn't be in this movie if it wasn't for Spielberg. Okay. Wow. That's that's fun. I like that. So this tells me that between scenes, they were fucking having a ball. Oh, yeah. They were just acting like fools. Oh, yeah. Especially the final scene. <laughs> I can see Jeff Daniels being like, and acting like a damn fool in that last scene. Oh, my God. All right, where were we? Give me bloopers. So we get to the point where the coach of the high school football team is giving Ross work. So he comes in and he's examining all the football players. But the only scene we get from this is, all right, boys, drop your pants, drop your trousers. We're going to do exam. And Jeff Daniels goes down the line where he goes, now cough. (laughs) What? So... (laughs) I know this is a comedy, but it's like, is this a real practice? It's not Grabbing necessary. Grabbing dudes' balls and coughing? Yeah. I mean, that's part of uh, physical. But it's just like right there, all of them lined up, drop trout. So I think that was something that, like, used to happen. Like yeah. Because you wanted to make sure your players were in good health. Yeah. So, like, that was something that maybe they used to do. I don't know. It never happened to me. But, um... I think that moment is more there. It's just for the comedy because right after we get another kill. Yeah, we get the spider ends up in the helmet of one of the players. He goes out there, takes a tackle. Spider bites him behind the ear and the kid's dead. Drops dead. Conveniently, after Ross has just examined him. All he did was grab his nuts and say cough. Yeah. But now they're calling him Dr. Death because he's he is the last person to exam two people. But to me, it makes me laugh. It's like, I don't think just grabbing somebody's balls and coughing is a full examination. Well, I think the name Dr. Death also comes from the fact that he wanted, like, autopsies. That was kind of well, frowned yeah, upon in this town. But it makes sense. This kid was fully healthy running around on a football court. He's like a 16, 17-year-old kid. And he drops dead. Like, like me thinking maybe it's a modern day brain. Oh, uh, yeah, I want an autopsy. Yeah, I want to know what happened. My kid just dropped fucking dead. What could be the possible reason for my healthy teenage kid to just be like, do, 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 eh. 
Small town, old world oh, aesthetics. Oh, God. Um, so following this scene, I believe is... I believe we go home with the coach. Um, no, not yet. So the next scene is Ross goes home and the girls, his daughter and uh, the other girl, Bunny, they're going to the coach's house because the daughter's going to sleep over. And he freaks out if you see... No. No. Okay. No. Okay. We're both skipping something. We have to backpedal a little bit because we skipped over the doctor getting bitten and dying. No, not yet. That's after. No, 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 no. Because they they don't discover that spiders are involved until the doctor dies. Oh, so it must have been right after this. Okay. All right. And yeah, because he complains that he's like, oh, he wanted to autopsy that young kid and there was no reason to. Yes. And okay. I have to uh, make a note here that so once we discover that spiders are possibly involved in these people dying, the pace of this movie quickens. It does. It, it goes, goes very it quick. It starts to things start to blend a because little bit. Because now the protagonist and the antagonist are like, they know about They're each converging. other converging. They're converging really fast. The, the two separate threads of the story are coming together now. Literally. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The web is intertwining. <laughs> Um, but yes, so the doctors, uh, where we get, we cut to the home where the doctor and his, his wife is in bed reading a magazine or a book. I'm not sure. And he's on a treadmill doing his exercise and they're quipping back and forth, complaining, blah, blah, blah. bitching about Jennings. Oh my God. Bitching about Jennings. And the wife is like, he's just doing his job. And dude's like, no, nah, big time city dude. Doesn't know how it goes around here. And we see the spider crawl into the house shoe of Metcalf. And Metcalf, the wife's like, the floors are cold. Wear your house shoes. Duh. And he's like, oh, you're always white. Puts his foot in there. It bites him on the big toe. He collapses over. And the wife goes, oh, it's just a small spider. And it's really like a spider yeah. about this big. It's not a big spider. And he's like, no, I'm having a seizure. Call 911. Call 911. Call Jennings. Calls Jennings. And he's already dead before Jennings even gets there. Like, it is that fast. Like, this thing bit him on the toe. The dude's still warm. Yeah. And he's dead. He's gone. He's dead. Which, now he's like, okay, now we, I, this guy wants a full 
um, examination. And I'm not sure who the character is that agrees with him. It's not the sheriff. No, he's, uh, I believe he's like the county um, medical practitioner okay. or whatever. And he's like, whatever you need. He was not on board in the beginning, but he now he's like, no, you're now the town doctor. Whatever needs to happen, happen. Let's go. Let's do this. Well, I think he kind of agrees with them when the results come back that say that like there was a toxin that There's was an unidentifiable. Unknown, unidentified toxin is what got them. So he's like, all right, it might be a killer spider. We, hate, we can't rule it out. Yeah. So then he comes back home. And his daughter wants to go over to the coach's house because he's friends. She's friends with Bunny to sleep over. And he freaks out and tells them, girls, if you see spiders, run. Don't kill it. Don't go near it. Just run. He is losing his mind because now his arachnophobia is, oh, they said the movie. His arachnophobia is peaking. He's now worried about his family. He's worried about the town. Like, he's not sure what's happening. So we get to the point where now he's like, we need to exhume the other two bodies He's connecting the dots. And then he sees that um, the toxicology, there's uh, definitely an unknown, untraceable kind of toxin that's in there. Nobody knows what it is. And he just happens to call the foremost. Uh, we, no, he, it's not like happenstance. He, uh, we see him doing research, like yeah. the cricket scene. Yes. He actually circles the guy's name. Like he, he does finds circle him. it, but he doesn't realize right there there's an actual connection with this. I don't believe he realizes that the dude that passes away, he's, no, 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 that's no, no, no. mentioned that the kid passes away in South America and they came home. No, I think he finds him because he's the, like he says, he's the, the foremost, foremost expert. expert on spiders. So it just so happens that there's the connection, yeah. but like. We at least see that he doesn't just stumble upon this guy. He like no. he, he's he researching. Actually he actually researched finds him. for it, and it wasn't until um, they're having a conversation, and his like assistant Chris. Chris, yeah. He sends Chris, not himself. This is why he's a douchebag. He should have gone himself. He sends his assistant Chris down there to investigate. Yeah, but this is standard procedure for anyone working on like deep research like this. You're gonna go if it's needed so you have to find out if it's needed first you send an assistant I think it's a douchebag move I mean do she move maybe it's just because I I work in the the film industry so you're gonna send like a PA before you go yourself as a producer I don't know I think if you're invested in the movie you go yourself you want something done you do it yourself (laughs) but before we're jumping ahead we go to the girls hanging out at the house and there's a scene where the girl knocks the doll over and the spider's coming down and it's just the doll's eyes open and the spider's reflection is in the doll's eyes as it's coming down and it's just a reflection of the spider coming down attention to detail but it's it lasts like five or six seconds it lasts a while and it's just a cut like spider doll girl spider doll girl's foot like it's like oh my god they're building that tension sitting there right this is the exact pillow going like this to him because i am done at this point (laughs) i'm losing my mind i'm like ah my next note is fuck you this fucking movie (laughs) (laughs) and then we get oh we get the booby scene there's no actual boobies, but there so, is boobies. This is this next scene is I think it it's one of the more tense scenes in the entire movie. Cause you are so vulnerable when you have your pants off. Which is funny, cause like you go from tense scene with the little girls to yep. tense scene in the shower, tense with scene on the, the toilet. The daughter taking a shower and it's literally like crawling on her face as she's washing, going down. You see the spider 
cascade Fall down her tits here, this part of the boobs. And then she looks down and there's just a spider and she's like, ah, ah. The comedy is she's screaming. The dad and the brother walk in and she's like, ah, like, I'm more concerned my dad is seeing me naked than a deadly spider can kill me. Well, at that point, they don't know that the spider is no, deadly. No, but then there's another spider in the toilet while the dad is in the downstairs bathroom using it. Yeah. His pants are down, too. And I know for a fact, dudes don't really just rest their nuts on the seat. They go down. They dangle in the water. That spider could have been like, ah, balls. <laughs> like, yeah. can you imagine dying because a spider bit you on the nutsack? Oh, that would suck. Or the tip of your penis. Can you imagine, like, oh, God, oh, no, this pillow, poor thing, I have beaten him today, because it's just, uh. this is the point where I lost, after this scene, lost my mind, I oh my am God. not coherent, this has to, I'm looking at the fucking screen capture of the recording, it is bad, I gotta back this shit up, oh. uh, um, right after this shower scene, of course, the... Um, John Goodman's called. Yep, John Goodman's <laughs> called to the scene. He investigates for spiders. We get it's. I love the scene. It's like we see John Goodman come out of the house and he has like this Mexican wow, standoff wow, wow, with a spider. Wow. <laughs> um, it's so cool. We actually talked about this already. Yes, but it's just funny. It's this humorous little That's moment. That's why he so gently does it too. Because yep. you watch him, he doesn't go. He's like this. But it's slow and methodical, like you know someone who deals with this shit all the time would do. Yes. And fun fact, they actually got the sound effect of the crunching of the spider there. Uh, the Foley artist just crunched a couple of potato chips. Honestly, that makes sense. <laughs> but have you actually stepped on a larger spider? They crunch. Oh, they crunch. Oh, they crunch. Oh, they... It's that hard exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, God. <laughs> but we're we're rapidly closing in. Yeah, the on end the scene is coming up. Yeah. Um. Following this, they they go to the uh whose house is it? The coroner's. No. Uh. No. No. They go to Margaret's house. Margaret's house. Because that's they're it. like, okay, the spider must still be in Margaret's house, and this is where they find Spider Cup. Spider Cup, yes. They catch him with, and this is where Jeff Daniels' character starts to kind of try and pull himself out of his arachnophobia because the spiders are smart enough, they can see what's close to them. So they're like, okay, like you're a threat to me right now. He's not a threat. You are. You're closer. So he's like, you need to walk closer to the spider so he'll trigger you and I can catch him. Jeff Daniels' character is against the wall, like, I'm scared to death. But you can see him switch to, like, I've got to do this to save him. Because this poor guy, Chris, is going to die if this thing lunges at him. Yes. So he walks close. The spider sees the other guy. He's caught. Done. That's it. So at, after this part, we um, he calls Al, 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 Alberson? Alverson? 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 The spider expert. The spider expert. He calls him and says, nope, you need to get down here. Like, this is serious. We got serious. three people dead. We got three people dead. Like, this is not good. All right. So he gets down there. Um, they have the specimen. They examine him. They inject it into a mouse. Poor little mousey. Yep, the mouse dies immediately. R.I.P. mousey. Like, they take a minuscule amount, and this dead mouse just keels over within, like, not even a second. This mouse is gone. So yeah. he's like, this is less, this is the same dosage that 
No, uh, he said Jeff Daniels says that the he bets that that the toxin is deadly at even a fraction of what they gave the mouse. Yes, which is terrifying to think about. Terrifying because that mouse, like literally, it felt the prick and it was gone. That yeah. was it. Like holy shit! But they did make a point to say that no mice. Or no spiders were harmed in the making of this film, so it makes me very happy. Yes. Because I like little white spider friends. They're uh, <laughs> little white mousy friends. Spiders, you can go fuck yourselves. Um. So then they're like, okay, we gotta we gotta figure out where it originated from. So they're at Ross's um, medical uh, office, I believe, looking uh, at all this. Yeah. Because the the exterminator. Chris and Ross went to the coroners yes. because they think, oh, it started at the coroners. Let's start there. <clears throat> then we have this scene of the coroner and his wife sitting down with a bowl of popcorn to walk Jeopardy. And they're all lively and excited and having a good time. And the next shot is Ross and Chris going into the house and they're, they're dead. both dead. And the spider ah, comes out of his fucking nose. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but it's a fake. You can tell the dude's a dummy. You can oh, tell yeah, he's yeah, a dummy, yeah. but when that spider came out of his nose, I lost Which, my shit. You gotta make oh. note, early 90s, those were pretty good dummies. Those were really good dummies. Well sculpted. Uh, I can't. I, oh, <laughs> I lie. Oh, okay. Center coming back. Um. Oh, God. I put munching while looking at the bodies. Oh, because the coroner, when they were, when he's coming yeah. in. The coroner's such a fucking dude. Man, he's so funny. He's coming in. The other ones are like, whoa, whoa. They he's just eating potato these chips. Bodies. Just, their, <laughs> these bodies are disgusting. They're decomposing. And he's just like, hey, guys, whatever you need. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I cannot eat another Lay's chip without thinking of death at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. And then we've gotten... Okay, I got a little ahead of myself. Um, I know I got a little bit ahead of myself because I have a note that says, I feel you, Jeff. I fucking feel you. Where he wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees a spider on the wall. Uh. Oh, my God. And he is losing his... He's balling up a newspaper. And he's he's going for it. And he knocks it. And it's a hook on the wall. He doesn't knock it. No, he does. Oh, that's right. He doesn't knock it. But he gets there, and after he moves his perspective a little, it's a hook on the wall. You know what I thought was clever about that? Mm. The way they edit that scene. So, like, you start out, he's in bed, and then they show you, the, like, the wide shot of, like, the the spider on the wall. Yep. And it's like, oh, shit. And then they stick with him. Like, they cut, do a cut back and forth so you can kind of really get it. Yeah. And then they stick with him as he gets up, rolls up the paper, and they actually follow him as the camera like moves around and then like you see both him and the thing in the wall on the wall. Yeah. And I love the, that they didn't cut back to the, the spider shot Yeah. again, because in that wide shot, you can very clearly see it's not a spider and it's just before he notices that it's not yep. a spider. So it gives you a second to be like, Oh, that's not a spider. Before I don't know. He's like, Oh, I feel stupid. I thought it was cool. But I don't... I think that definitely puts home the... Yeah, this is a dark comedy, but there's a real danger of all of these people dying. Yeah, but it's also a very relatable scene, because how many times have you done that? 
We have a full fucking skeleton sitting over here on the chair. On a dark red chair. There's a full skeleton with sunglasses and a coffee cup because he's drinking coffee with us. I've gotten up to pee so many times in the middle of the night. Walked out of the bathroom, seen him and gone, oh. It's just Joe. It's just Joe. But he scares <laughs> the shit out of me because it would put past me for this house to have some sort of weird haunting with all the crazy ass <laughs> shit we've gotten here. So I'm, I know I'm not crazy because it's just Joe, but holy shit. All right. Oh, yeah. Because I have the, uh, the, the thing. The note here where Jeff Mo- Jeff go Jeff Goodman goes yeah that's right I'm bad <laughs> John Goodman John Goodman I'm sorry <laughs> Jeff John they're all confusing uh, let's see that's right knows. all I'm right bad. then we get to the scene where this is cutting a little bit back where the professor or the scientist is coming out of the office with the sheriff looking at the pictures going where is this he immediately recognizes the web yes because it's the same web that the spider-man in his office and the same webs that were in south america so he's like we need to go there so he goes there he finds it like oh this is where it was one i have a question why all the fog because it just looks good. It looks like there's an alien abduction happening so, with the spider movie. Fog is is an atmosphere choice. They just they do it in movies because it looks good on film. Mm. And I don't blame them. I would use it if I could. You want to use it. It's sick. You want it for the house. Yeah. Can you imagine coming home and just having a low fog? It's just fog? always low-lying fog. <laughs> if we have pets, they're going to be like, Pfft, Pfft, how I'm do you in. do this? <laughs> we don't have pets, so it's fine. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> that's my favorite that's that's my favorite uh line i can't um so then it's the professor going up the stairs seeing the web and then you see there are like larger squirrels a whole fucking cat like all these insects everything but there's no other spiders around which indicates and he explained it and chris explained it the lair is always going to be protected by the queen and the and the general to where there will not be any other spiders no matter if they're their children because they are prey at that point they will kill them they are enemy number one there's no other spiders so the professor goes up there and the dumbass twings the web dinner time and he says come and get it dinner time okay so the only uh, it is stupid it is it's stupid for a character to do something like that but the only way I can justify it is the fact that he's a spider expert he thinks he knows better he's trying to catch it I get it but he even said himself they caught one of the drones I can't imagine how big the general would be by the way and I'm going to bring this up now because we're closing in on the final moments of this movie and this is like one of the bigger scenes where you get to see the general but the animatronic general in this movie which it was mostly an animatronic yeah. minus a few scenes yeah few shots, it was big, bo- big bob um, the animatronic general which is prominent in this shot yes. this scene uh, is the earliest is one of the earliest prop jobs done by Jamie Heineman Myth co-producer Busters? of Miss Mythbusters. No way! Yes. 
He created well, he the general. Well, did say that he was he worked on a lot of Hollywood yeah. stuff before he became Mythbusters. And this was one of the first things he did. I wonder if he wore the beret and had the silly little stash. He's always had that. Oh god, I just want him to shave. He looks kind of weird. But I think that's really fucking cool. Like That is funny. <laughs> that it's Jamie Heinemann's. That is fun. All right, now we get to the point where my notes are just fucking gibberish and I'm Excuse me, I want to back this thing up a little more. Yes. Ugh. Um, The climax of this movie, for me, is one of the hardest things to sit through about it. Even you were doing the... Because it is... <laughs> like, I try to imagine myself in that situation. Like, they go into... They go... Why, man? <laughs> they go <laughs> to try and rescue his family. Yep. Uh, they go into the house, and then just we start to see spiders coming and out. They're of, watching growing pains. They're watching so growing pains. It's fucking Michael J. Fox on the screen with all of these deadly fucking Venezuelan spiders crawling, and I'm like, oh but god! We start to see spiders crawling out of like every conceivable hiding space. Doorknobs, pictures. Like vents. The crawling from behind furniture. Oh my god, they're everywhere. It was like, oh, we are waiting for our opportunity to just strike. Sorry, I gotta put him back. (laughs) But it is, it makes me squeamish every time, and I still like it. I think it's, that's terror. That's fear. That's just fucking frightening. That is just horrible. My note is. Fuck, I wouldn't dare see this in theaters. Crawling in the sink, in the door handles. Now I'm itchy. Fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, oh my god. Um. Oh. So they try to escape the house. There's spiders everywhere. The kids and the wife get the kids out. Kids and the Chris wife get out. out. Chris gets out. Ross, Jeff Daniels. Unfortunately, stuck. has to like fight the spiders. Tries to get out. Falls over the banister. And what happens? Falls, falls through, the, through floor. the floor. Into the basement. And the basement is quiet. The basement, the spiders, we notice, aren't going in. Nope, they stay away. Because he is now in the nest. Yep. Which, I made note, and I think is one of the smartest decisions they did in writing this movie. Because the basement is also Ross's wine cellar. Yes. Which he mentions is his dream is to have a functioning wine cellar. I thought this was so clever for an early 90s movie because it is like his greatest enemy has taken over taken over his dream. I thought that was so cool. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I just, I think that's such a great thing for his character. It, it, it is. It's a lot of character development because this last scene, it's, there's a lot going on. This a last lot. scene is boom, 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 boom. The last scene is he falls through. He's doing this and then realizing there's, no, there's spiders. no spiders on me. Oh shit. Chris tells him in detail what's going to go down when they find the nest. And then he realizes it'll be dark. It'll be dark. It'll be, it'll be musty. It'll be warm. No other spiders will be down there. You'll be in the nest. It will be the queen and the mate, which is the general, and you will find a nest. Yes. And he looks up, and there's the nest inside of his wine cellar. Yes. Oh, my God. And this thing is, they described it earlier on in the movie as being the size of a softball. This thing's like a fucking basketball. Because, in my opinion, like, the first one, when the spiders, because the spiders leave the barn. Yeah. 
and then they you see them travel into the basement where his wine cellar is and the queen is carrying a softball size nest yes. it's only this big that she's carrying and it looks like the spiders have been getting it on and it's a lot bigger it's huge and it's terrifying because it's pulsing and it's oozy yeah. so the fog and the alien thing not too far off but then we have one of the funniest scenes where he just fucking hits the queen and she gets stuck in the electrical thing and crispifies that was herself. The, uh, the other one. Yeah, that was the queen, not the general. The, the queen was the, the, the smaller one. The queen he killed first. Was it? Yeah, because he had it out with the general at the end. Oh, I thought that was the... All right. Nope. Okay. He had it out with the queen first because the queen was the smaller spider. Usually it's the opposite. It is the opposite, but remember, he, the general got it on with a domesticated yeah. spider, so it was smaller. So even though that spider looks like it kind of got jacked up on spider juice, spider jizz maybe? I don't know. Spider jizz. <laughs> spider jizz. Spider jizz. Uh, Marvel doesn't want that. Do you think that's what the web is? It's spider jizz? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're caught in my web of love. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he killed that quick. So then he's like, okay, cool. Nope. Now you're only seeing the general in shadow at that point. You're seeing legs. And it is fucking terrifying. Because now he's like, where are you? I can hear you. Where are you? And this thing scares him so much, he collapses into his wine. Yeah. And he's trying, he, he, he broke a bottle of champagne, he poured it all over the nest, he found a flare, or like a, a It's clicker, one of those, like, um... A butane lighter. Yeah, like a, uh, a grill lighter. Yeah. Like, it's got the long he stem. He's gonna light it, but that general is like, nope, nope, not without a fight. You already killed my wife, I'm a little pissed, I'm gonna go after you. And this motherfucker is big. He's this big. This is a he's huge, huge spider. I forget how big they actually say he is. Oh. Um, hang on. Uh, he is. Shit. I just had it. I think he's like 16 inches. That's like that. He's a big fucking spider. Can you imagine what that venom does to you? The small spiders, his venom, like. Look at that corpse in the beginning. He drained that corpse of everything. So, yeah, like you mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, the general is played by Big Bob the Spider, yep. who, fun, oddly enough, they named nicknamed him Big Bob after Robert Zemeckis. Oh, Which is hilarious. That's disgusting. <laughs> but he is a 15-inch um, he's a 15-inch Spider. bird. He's a he's a bird-eating tarantula. Bird-eating tarantula, yes. 15 fucking They're inches. They're beautiful, by the way. They have, like, some of the brightest fuzz that's, like, red and orange and it, like, shimmers. They are gorgeous. If they're gorgeous, stay away. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Nope. So, uh, it then ensues one of the craziest fights between an arachnid and a human being. Like, he's fighting with this spider. Yeah. He gets a can of aerosol something, and he's flaming the goddamn thing. And, I mean, I'm not going to go into much detail because this might be my favorite scene. 
and it might be my favorite phrases ever in the scene but holy shit jeff daniels he's surrounded by fire a giant spider he's just gotten the shit kicked out of him and then the final standoff is big bob crawling up his leg like the incident which is beautiful like this Coming final full circle this final moment it, it forces his character to relive his and overcome his greatest fear yep and it's perfect like it's so well done i love it i love everything about it brings the spider into the fire and then the fire and then the spider comes back out of the fire and he nails him with the fucking nail gun nail gun into the fucking nest and it burns fun little thing i i always notice every time i see this is like so like right before all this like he shoots the spider into the thing you start to see the the thing hatch yeah little spiders are coming out and you see that they look different than all the ones we've seen before like these are the ones that can breed on their own so that they're like colored different they're hairier. bigger they're hairier their oh, legs are longer and it's like oh dear god if you would have let these things live it would have been done game over goodbye u.s goodbye u.s <laughs> so then john goodman's character comes downstairs and goes you're welcome what did you do because <laughs> he's pulling him out i get it <laughs> but, <laughs> but, he just, but he just battled the biggest spider i've ever seen yes oh god so, my yeah. one of my favorite things though, uh, they pull him out of there. Um, basically, it jumps ahead in time. Uh, the family has moved back to San Francisco, back to the big city life. Yep. And it ends on a beautiful note that nothing is ever going to be perfect. Because <laughs> they have an earthquake right there. Which, the scene where they're coming into San Francisco and you can see Bay of San Francisco and they're flying. That is almost, almost the same shot for the beginning of the 1994 film, Interview with the Vampire. That's a very popular shot. It's a very popular shot, but every time I see that shot, I go right back to interview. Because they also use, in the daytime at least, they use it uh, in Zodiac. Yeah, which we've seen so many times. Yeah. We've actually fallen asleep to Zodiac. I love that movie. Which is a little sadistic. I love David Fincher. Literally anything that man does is fucking amazing. And I'll watch any of his movies 10,000 times over. Repeatedly, yes. But I'm sure we'll discuss that more. So that is... Arachnophobia. Yes. Um, Now I can bring this a little closer. Come calmer. Those are... uh, That's the movie uh, in a nutshell. Those are basically step by step what you can expect from it um i think this movie is really well done for the an early 90s movie um what are your overall thoughts on it i hate this movie but i cannot (laughs) i cannot say i hated the pacing i i love the pacing i love the characters i loved how developed is it's a great movie i still fucking hate it I will never watch this movie again. I have avoided this movie since I heard of it when I was younger. Because I was like five when this came out. I heard of this when I was like nine, ten years old. And everybody's like, oh, you should watch it. What, are you scared? Yes, yes, I'm fucking terrified, Timmy. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm not going to watch this. I'm 36 years old. 
Ugh, no. It's a good movie though. We like this cover better. It's a good. It's a good movie though. It's a good movie. I need to calm myself down. I'm riled up. I gotta. Whoo. We should get into the next part of this. Um. Overall, I. I'll, I've always loved this movie. When I was a kid, I really liked it because it was something that felt very realistic in terms of the the special effects. Mm. Like they blend. They're practical. I think they blend the practical spider stuff with the, the real, real spiders so well. Um, there, I can obviously tell what moments are an animatronic spider yeah, but and that, what aren't. that's a sign of our times now. Like, we can point out all this shit, yeah. but back then, you really couldn't. No, and I think this has one of the best animal, insect, um, Those spiders wrangling. listen really well. Like, the timing, like, uh, when Margaret walks into the house and does that pan down and the spider ca- crawls in after, is seamless. Like, you'd think it That's would, a real spider! You'd like, think they'd what? have to do an edit to cut in tighter. No. The spider really crawls in right on cue. Um, they do this movie so fucking well with wrangling all these spiders and getting them to move the way they need them to move and react the way they need them to react. Now, I wonder how many takes some of these took because the spiders probably, probably don't act that way. No. There's got to but... be a lot of takes, but... I mean, eventually, it could take 20, 30 takes, but you might have the take where, oh, that's perfect, buddy. Good job. Give me a little high five with your little leg. Like. I think this is one of my favorite 90s movies, for sure. Oh, this is, I don't know. I've talked about like, Interview with the Vampire too many times to, to, that was my favorite 90s movie. We'll get there. I think it's a lot of fun. Like, it's funny. It's, but not in-your-face comedy. No. It's, it's very subtle. It's subtle. It, it's. It keeps to its roots in, like, horror and uh, thriller. Uh, that tagline on the front of the movie says it pretty well. It's a fucking roller coaster ride. Um, Whoever put two thumbs in fun, you're a fucking maniac. Just saying. <laughs> I think every movie that Spielberg touches is, like, it's in the contract that you have to put two thumbs up on. <laughs> you think they put two thumbs up on Schindler's List? That's a good fucking question. <laughs> Maybe. That's a little tacky if they do that. A little bit. <laughs> um, favorites. So my favorite line <laughs> is, a web would indicate an arachnoid presence by John Goodman. Uh, and my favorite scene is Jeff Daniels is trapped under his wine cellar stuff. And he's trying to get the spider to go away. And he's throwing wine. And he picks up the 108-year-old Cabernet. And he's like, not the Cabernet. And he's tossing everything. <laughs> and he moves this wine bottle. And it's the bottle of wine that they are drinking when they're back in San Francisco. Yes. So they did salvage. Like, they did stop the fiver. They were able to save the house and some of his stuff. But it just, seeing him, like, chucking wine. And he goes, not the Cabernet. <laughs> like, like, he's still like, nope, this is still my dream. You're not going to ruin this for me. I'm just going to get rid of you. Perfect. It summed up the terror, the comedy, and just the sheer, I'm getting through this, asshole. <laughs> and you're not. Um, I actually didn't write down any of my favorites for really? this one. Uh, in terms of dialogue, I didn't have, like, any super, like, favorite lines. I, I think my just off the cuff favorite line would be uh that's right 
I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> From John Goodman. That's hilarious. Um, favorite scene is absolutely the climax. Like, just that big final confrontation between him and the spiders. That, you know, fucking 26 years... Uh, no. 32 years later. This still makes my... This makes my skin crawl. Yes. Knowing it's a movie and how just ridiculous that final scene is. And I think the fact... It's what sells it and what makes it uh, still so impactful is because they use the real spiders. Yes. Like, if they had used all fake spiders somehow, it wouldn't have worked as well. And I think this, it kills it. Just just knowing that they had over 200 spiders on set, I'm just like, oh, like, oh, God, oh. Does it work? Gonna reel myself back in. Yes, it works as a dark horror comedy. It does. It's terrifying. You don't make a movie like Arachnophobia and not expect the reactions you're getting from me. This is what this director wanted. He wanted the oh that's funny. <sighs> like that's what he was going for. I know it. You you have to. You cannot make. Oh, like I'm so riled up. <sighs> you cannot. Make a movie like this knowing I am going to make somebody so scared they're going to shit themselves in the theater. And that's great. It does work. It's, it's it's a good movie. I fucking hate it. It's a good movie. I absolutely think it works, of course. We have to um, disagree on something someday. <laughs> we will. Um, I think this absolutely works. It definitely still gives the reaction it was that was intended. Um hundred years from now, I want to know if people are still like, Aah! still skeeved <laughs> still out. Skeeved out. <laughs> I think they will be like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not realistic in the terms of like, because of the comedy elements, mm. it's not going to impact the way something like a pandemic movie will. Like, I mean, it, that's really real. This also yes. could be really real, but be. we have not lived through something like this. But it's an extreme circumstance yes. of really real. Yeah. Like, this movie, it definitely, it it's going to make you squeamish. Like, even for somebody who's not afraid of spiders, like, I'm not afraid of them. I'm not, but I don't want I'm them not on that me. afraid of them, but this just makes me go, clean the house, burn everything. Yeah. Don't, like, if I see a spider, it's like, nope, I don't need anything in the house. <laughs> done we're done yes would you recommend it no nope Mm -mm. i have a huge amount of friends who are don't like bugs don't like bugs it's a great movie i'm not recommending this to anybody because i have one friend who probably will not even listen to this because we talk about spiders (laughs) um what about you would you recommend this I would absolutely not recommend it to anybody with arachnophobia. Um, I would recommend it if you want a movie that is actually going to give you a reaction. Yeah. Like, yep. if you're somebody who is looking for something that will that will give you some type of either fear or um, like. If it's going to physically affect you... It's me one hell of a rush of a, an adrenaline because I'm so freaked out by Yes. It. Like, you can see me visually. I'm, like, not handling this movie yes. well. And I personally... I would recommend it if you're looking for that. If you are a fan of uh, 
Jeff Daniels. Oh God, definitely John check Goodman. this out. Any of these actors and actresses definitely check if this out. If you like '90s movies, check this, this is out. This is '90s as it kind of gets. Yeah, this is a this very is a good prime representation. Prime example. Cheesy, corny, um, practical, all the, all the, all the above. How would you make this today? I would not. I would not. I would not leave this where it is because CG would be a hell of a way to go with this movie. And I love the fact that it's all practical, that there's real spiders being used in this. I don't, don't give me CG. Don't give me that crap. Because you can do anything you want with CG. Like, the the CG spiders that I know really well are Shelob from Lord of the Rings. And then I know that some of the spiders in Harry Potter were practical. Like, because they were animatronic practical. But, like, there was a lot of CG in that movie, too. I hate... I'm not a big fan of CG. I'm not. It's appropriate in certain elements. But when you have something like that majority, that much, it just... Leave it leave it in the 90s. Leave it alone. This is great. Like, stay. Stay your creepy little late-legged asses in the 90s. Nope. No remaking. Nope. Um, I... Dude, I wouldn't ever try to remake this. I think it's perfect as it is, personally. Mm. Um, I think if somebody did try, it would unfortunately be done with CG. And it would. They'd it probably push it way too far it over the top. Ruin it. it would absolutely ruin it. The thing and that they ma- would make it an actual horror. I don't think they would have the confidence. No. The thing that makes this movie special is the fact that it's all practical. Everything is done with computer assistance it's all real spiders real animatronics physical fucking elements yeah and honestly the only thing I might have done differently about this movie is towards the ending when they get Ross out of the house I may have had them actually like stand and watch the house burn to the ground Rather than just offhandedly saying, oh, the one, the spiders that he didn't kill are dying. I would have actually just let them all burn in the house. Like, yeah. I think visually that would have been cool. It would have been, would have been a little much for the 90s movie. But I think it, that's it. Like, that, because yeah. especially since they moved back to San Francisco anyway. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, that just gives them reason. I would to have loved back. it if when they go back to San Francisco during the earthquake. One of the spiders would have crawled out of the box. It wouldn't have made sense with their timeline. It wouldn't though. have made sense, but I would have just been like, but just be a normal little spider. Just but I like that there's no sequel bait. No, there's, there's no, no sequel, sequel bait. Because that would have been sequel bait. Yep. This, they they don't give you that, which is like, all right, let this movie exist on its own. Yep. One and done. Um, Is this exploitation or other? It is exploitation of 200 plus tiny little spiders, but they were not harmed. So, yes. I wonder how much these spiders were paid. (laughs) They were paid in like moths and fucking crickets, man. They ate all the crickets in the town. They were hungry. That was a really. All right. That was a very nice touch, though. I loved that element. That throughout the moved entire in, thing. They're, oh, they're all we can hear is the crickets at night, and it's lovely. And as the movie goes, it's like, I haven't heard crickets in a few weeks. Like, neither have I. Actually, I think that's one of the early shots of the movie is, uh, I think it's like during the, or right after the, like, the spider sex thing. Yeah. Oh. Is, uh, they, I think there's like a wide shot 
at one point are just outside of Jennings' house, and you hear the crickets stop. Yeah. And that, like, I love that element where they keep bringing it up. It's like, we haven't heard crickets in Kanaima. It's like this, the impending dread that's coming. When crickets think there's predators near them, they stop. Yes. So then, the crickets might have just hopped away and left, but... Then you're thinking, like, oh, did they eat all the crickets? Like, what? Or did they just flee? Did they just run? Because you saw the beginning with the first, when we were introduced first to that spider coming out of the, the casket from South America. The dog fled and the cat fled. Yeah. The bird, unfortunately, was like, oh, lunch. Death. Like, that bird was fucked the minute yes. he saw that thing, so. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is not an exploitation film. It's it's just a creature feature horror comedy from the 90s um we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of exploitation uh i think we've only covered two real exploitation films so far yeah um with a close uh, no i'll say four i'll give it four if you include our first two episodes texas chainsaw and pieces um but so we've done four actual exploitation films on this podcast but Personally, I wanted to give our audience that we're hopefully slowly growing an introduction to the podcast and to us uh, by covering movies that are well known. Yes. With a few that aren't. Um, And I think hopefully soon we'll start getting into the real meat of Grindhouse. We are actively looking for actual Grindhouse movies. Yes. I've actually purchased one that I hunted down. You have purchased several. Several and during a coming. beautiful sale. Yes. Gotta love Black Friday sales. Gotta love Arrow Video. Oh my god. <laughs> like, you got quite a few and, you know, we're actively hunting down actual Grindhouse films. I actually want to find ones that are more geared towards what I like and you're he's always going to find the horror the macabre ones you always are because that's who you are can you imagine if arrow video sponsored us you would shit yourself i'd oh, be like cool man. Woo. <laughs> what would we do with all that sponsorship money tapes <laughs> we buy more it would go tapes. right back to them. We, we actually, today we went to our storage unit, which we have a lot of stuff because our apartment's really tiny. And we had to get some Christmas stuff because it's Christmas time when we recorded this one. Yay. <laughs> um, and we looked at the boxes of movies. I, I would say about 60% of our storage unit is just boxes of movies we have a lot of movies i don't even know what i own because every time we go out looking for tapes i just buy the older tapes and you aim for is it horror what do we got like you're trying to actively look for james bond movies right now uh if i find them like it's one of those like oh that's a good one so we're looking for those tapes yeah um for christmas you specifically said i want videotapes for christmas i want films for christmas and I've actively been telling friends, like, if you got old movies, we would love to take those off your hands. If you got old tapes, we will take them. Because we want to find as many grindhouse genre or anything. Just we're going for... These are mainstream things we're picking. Now we're trying to actively go, how off the beaten path can we get? And you know what? I'm going to extend that to any of... 
Sorry, I hit the mic. I'm going to extend that to any of you who are listening, who are watching. If you have old movies you don't want, hit us up. Yeah. We'll We'll take take them off your hands. We'll take anything. We might buy them. If you want to just give them, I'll take them. Yep. I'm an advocate for uh, salvaging physical media. And I... Honestly, if you have stuff you that we can cover, great. If you want to just help us grow our collection, send them our way. We we want them. The point is we're going to cover them on the podcast, but we also want to salvage physical media. It's the reason why we still buy records. I, fight, I buy physical CDs, physical books. I don't own a Kindle. I have a subscription to YouTube Music, but literally everything I listen to is on my shelves. Yeah. In my big ass fucking 1999 CD case that is a good 60 pounds. It's Jesus. fucking heavy. Yeah. Um but we want to preserve physical media. Everything's very digital. We both have professions. I'm a photographer, he's a filmmaker. They're very saving digital content heavy. But I also like having that in my hand. You want it in your hand. That tangible. That tangible, graspable. Yeah. I, yeah, you can read a Kindle. That's great. But God forbid anything ever happens to your computer, your laptop. Like, yeah, someday we won't be able to watch this because something will happen and we can't. Yeah. But we have it. We have the physical media sitting here. It's history. Yeah. It's a piece of history you that always, I don't want to forget. You always want to preserve history. And right now, preserving history for our day and age is preserving stories, preserving film. Like, you couldn't preserve film or or music and stuff, like, so you can see and hear it back then. Yeah, you have books and you have people's accounts. But, like, we can show you, as an example, last week we watched Meet Me in St. Louis. You can see what 1930s America thought of 1908 America. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Like, we have that these legends, these actors, these actresses, these ideas on physical media. We're going on a wicked tangent with this movie. But, it's okay. <laughs> but, like, I personally hated this movie. But I can appreciate it because, like, the scenes where they're at the party, the the ni- the late 80s, early 90s fashion, the, the way people treated each other, the cars they drove, just the lifestyle. It is even different 30 years later. Yeah. Almost 40. No, this movie's almost, four, no, 30 this years. This is 1990. 1990. So. I was thinking 1980. What did I think was 40 years earlier? That was something we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, we were talking about it. The storage unit. I was like, wait, this is 40 years? Oh, oh no, the 80s. Yeah. The 80s are, some of the 80s are 40 years old. Yeah. And you think to yourself, oh, the 80s were only a couple decades ago. Nope. nope. No. <laughs> and I swear to God, when we hit to the point where 1980 was 50 years ago, my heart's just going to sink it really is but i think that's gonna bring our discussion today (laughs) to an end yes thank god no more spooders don't go anywhere please stay tuned for the coming attractions
Casablanca, city of hope and despair, located in French Morocco in North Africa. The meeting place of adventurers, fugitives, criminals, refugees, lured into this danger-swept oasis by the hope of escape to the Americas. But they're all trapped, for there is no escape. Against this fascinating background is woven the story of an imperishable love and the enthralling saga of six desperate people, each in Casablanca, to keep an appointment with destiny. I was willing to shoot Captain Rano, and I'm willing to shoot you. All right, Major, you asked for it. you than you suspect. I know, for instance, that you're in love with a woman. It's perhaps a strange circumstance that we both should love the same woman. What do you want for Sam? Don't buy and sell human beings. That's too bad. That's Casablanca's leading commodity. You can ask any price you want, but you must give me those letters. I tried to reason with you. I tried it. Now I want those letters. This is a hell of a choice to follow up Spooters. Oh, God, yes, it is. You give me arachnophobia, I'm giving you classic Hollywood. Humphrey Bogart. Oh, my God, wrong name. Ingrid, Ingrid Bergman. Bergman. Oh. Um, One I of have the not... most famous lines in movie history. Here's looking at you, you kid. Oh. I have oh. not seen this movie since high school. It's probably been... Oh. Probably high school, which is a lot longer for me than you. I took a film studies class in high school. This was one of the movies that we discussed and watched. Um, yeah, it has been quite a long time. Um, I'm actually somewhat excited to watch this again. I've seen this movie twice, and it's been years. And I'm really excited to see it with this analytical movie brain that you've installed <laughs> lately. And I'm... Oh, I mean, I love these two. Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. Watching him is always a treat. Uh, Like, he was one of those infamous noir stars. And this is, first and foremost, it's a film noir. And it's... I remember it being beautiful. This movie is beautiful. And you know what? I've heard a lot of people talk about it should be colorized. Don't you fucking dare leave this in black and white. It is beautiful. It is timeless. It is classic. It's not a movie that I'm like, you know, like crazy about. But this movie, when people are like, what do you think is one of the greatest old golden Hollywood movies? Casablanca. It is just. It's going to be a change for Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes. Thank God. And I'm a sucker for black and white. I I love how it looks. And 
I hope to make a black and white movie someday. Someday. Somewhere. Somewhere. Far, far before the rainbow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I get it. Before the rainbow. Yeah. Uh, is that a dig on Technicolor? Because it should be. I, I like Technicolor. Don't oh, get me wrong. Oh, God. But it's so shifty. At the same time, I like black and white. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. That wraps us up. Um, where can uh, people find you on the internet, Leah? Where can they find me? Yes. Uh, well, we are at Facebook. Grindhouse Podcast. I find you, me personally? Me, you specifically. Me specifically. Uh, well, this, is I, your, this is your moment to pitch your self hey so i have i have my instagram which is leah diana photography you can find me there i have another one but that's my personal one and let me tell you the photos on there are stupid (laughs) they're one lighter and dumb you don't want that one um i also run the discord i love running the discord discord is uh can be found i believe it's just grindhouse podcast yep and we'll put it in the descriptions with the link to join um I don't have much. So I have a Twitter. Uh, Do you actually use it? I have Leah Diana Photography. Uh, oh, I have, okay. I've used it once. Um, you Where can, can they find you? You can find me. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, I believe it's overlook.film. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is just Overlook Film, I'm pretty sure. I think so, yeah. Um. I don't give out these tags enough, but uh, for I have all no your friends on mine, <laughs> for all your video needs in the New England area, feel free to hit me up. Um, if you're looking for movie recommendations, coffee recommendations, if you want to check out our film collection, see some behind the scenes, or just chat with us a little bit, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse, Grindhouse cast. cast. Um, as she said, we're on Discord. You can chat with her, hang out with Leah a little bit. Um, if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and you want a more visual experience, subscribe to us on YouTube where you can get every single episode in its entirety with video. Uh, listen to us, give us five stars on Spotify iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. New episodes come out first thing every Monday morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. Listen to us. Let us join you on your ride to work. Maybe when you're at work. I don't know what you do. (laughs) (laughs) If you like what you're doing and you want to support us, uh, find us on uh, Patreon. All that information is going to be down in the show notes. But until next week, I'm Sean. I'm Leah. Thank you for listening and keep watching. Night, kids.
shocking nature of many scenes in this film, it is definitely not recommended for the squeamish. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.